and I, I'm always constantly educating people in the entertainment business. It's show business, <laughs> right? It's, it's about, it's, it's, there's a structure behind it. Hi, I'm Terrell Turner, the host of the Business Talk Library. And today I have a great guest on. And part of the reason why this is so great is because he and I really can't remember exactly how we got connected. But, um, <laughs> but I'm glad that we did because uh, I, one of the things that you find is, you know, my, my background is accounting and finance, but I, I understand it in building a business. There's so many different, you know, disciplines, different, different fields that you can pull from. One of the things that I'm a huge fan of is are, are those that are in the the movie production industry because it's telling a story through a form of art, and there's a whole lot of technical things going on in the background. So I'm very interested to hear his take on that because building a business, a lot of it is being able to tell our story in a very effective and persuasive way. So I wanna to welcome to the show, Chris de Blasio, welcome to the show. <laughs> Thanks so much, Terrell, I appreciate it, man. Yeah, when I, when I got the email, I was looking at, looking at my email, I'm like, I, I don't remember scheduling it. I talked to my, my talent manager, he's like, I don't remember scheduling this, but like, you know, hey, let's just wing it, you know, let's just see, so, but thank you for having me on. That, it looks like a really good show, so. <laughs> well, hey, it's a pleasure to have you on. So before we jump into, like I said, you know, the, the great work that you do as a producer in the movie industry and, um, you know, developing shows and content there, um, you know, what was your background kind of leading into that? Like, how'd you get into it? Uh, well, <laughs> so my my story, I, I actually got my start in advertising and, and I, I'm originally from New Jersey. I sold in New York. I sold in, in Jersey, but I always had a passion for the movie industry. And, uh, and so I went, I went to the school for film and television in Manhattan and I studied with, with some coaches and I got my start on a, uh, on a soap opera called One Life to Live on ABC. I bounced around on a couple of shows in New York and then got the bug and then moved out to LA and, and um, I moved out actually during a writer's strike. And so <laughs> even though I had a couple of credits, it, it was difficult to get work. And so my business journey developed because I was kind of forced into learning how to make a buck. Right. Like, I mean, and so for me, I didn't, you know, I, I didn't go the whole, you know, busing tables and all that stuff. Not that there's anything wrong with that. I just, I just always been able to build businesses. And so, you know, through a lot of setbacks through my journey in the entertainment business, I was forced to kind of understand uh, how to start a business, how to grow a company, how to make money. And, uh, and so out of that, yeah, I, I, I became pretty successful in, uh, in the business world. Mm -hmm. You know, it's always interesting when people look at the entertainment industry, I mean, they see the end product and, but a lot of times I don't think people really understand all of the stuff that happens behind the scenes. So what was it like, like I said, learning the business side of it, you know, all the behind the scenes stuff? Yeah, no, that's a great question. There is a lot. I mean, when you watch a movie, all those credits, like there's a lot that's involved behind the scenes. And so, you know, as, a, as an act, so acting has always been my first love. It's always been my passion and something I went to school for. But I even tell, you know, young actors and people that are, you know, going into the entertainment business, learn a little bit about everything. Learn about the, the actual structure of the business and why, you know, not just being hired by a production stuff. Learn, learn a little bit about each job because it's only going to help you 
understand why certain business decisions are being made. And I, I'm always constantly educating people in the entertainment business. It's show business, <laughs> right? It's, it's about, it's, it's, there's a structure behind it, just like any good company, right? A production has a crew or employees, right? You have, you have a team, you know, you, there's, there's so many different, there's budgeting, right? There's finance involved. There's profit, profit margins, right? And there's, you got to bring a return for your investors. It's no different than a regular business. There's expenses, there's tax write-offs, there's tax breaks. There's so much that, um, Really, once I learned the the business side of entertainment, the entrepreneurial spirit in me jumped on that and kind of kind of adapted that into my <laughs> into everything else that I do. Mm-hmm. Gotcha, gotcha. Now, one of the things I find interesting also is that you know sometimes people say you know when they start learning more about the business side, it's like how do they balance you know the creative vision and still being able to be a practical business person? So how did you kind of figure out how to manage those two you know i'm i'm this very very weird hybrid i am i am like both creative and and business and i think that just that just comes from like i said my 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 creative side you know the the whole acting side but then being forced to learn learn uh process and strategy and all this other stuff for business and how to obviously make a living I mean, I, I, my mom used to tell story, tell me stories. Like I used to, uh, I used to sell finger paints on the street corner when I was like seven, you know? So the entrepreneurship has always been in me. Um, and so I've got this weird, unique thing that marries creative with, with understanding that, Hey, this is a business we need to make money. But to, to your point, I think, you know, it's very rare to find people like that. So I'd say if you're one or the other, find that opposite. So if you are a numbers guy or you're a all business guy, find that creative to bring onto your team so you can get exciting projects and things that, that are actually marketable under your portfolio. If you are the creative and you don't understand business and you're a writer and all this other stuff, and you have this big grandiose plan of making your, you know, your passion project, talk to the numbers guy, because he's going to tell you whether it's going to make money or not. And that's going to ultimately mean you still have a job. (laughs) You know, that's, that's one of those fun, I agree, say fun experiences that I have with like having some friends that are very creative and to where it's just like an idea can sound very, very great. And then when we start putting a little bit of numbers and context to it, we're like, well, if you're willing to tweak this, we can still make it work. And they're like, no, it has to be. But it's like, well, this idea is probably not going to survive. So, it, you know, you can, you can relate that to business, right? A CEO, right? The visionary, right? And, and so you have your CEO, but you also have your COO, right? Or you, mm-hmm. have, you have your, you know, your, your uh, CFO, right? In charge of financing. And, and so every great CEO knows that they need to surround themselves with people that have stronger skills right in areas that they don't right so they may not be a numbers guy or they're the visionary but they don't understand the the you know the the strategy behind it and and i think i think that those pieces right it it, it correlates the same in entertainment like i said each movie each television project if you think about it is a company it literally is an llc it is a corporation um, that makes money. And so each one of these businesses 
has a certain market, right? They have a certain customer that consumes that product, whether it be Netflix or in the theaters. So you have to understand marketing. You have to understand who you're marketing it to and how's it going to make its money back. There's also expanding, right? So you can have an IP, a movie, but now you have action figures and t-shirts and all this other stuff that spawned from this IP, this intellectual property. And so one of the big things my push is educating a lot of investors that this is an investment vehicle. Like this is another asset class, which is movies and TV that you can invest in that have pretty high rewards. Mm. Gotcha. Awesome. Now, I guess as far as that, you know, kind of that communication with the investors, was that part of, like I said, the, the responsibility that came along with being a producer on the show? Or was that just something that you navigated to on your own? Uh, it was it was a little bit of both. So I when when I created the agency, one of the avenues that I opened up was product placement and product integration, which is essentially ad dollars. Right. And so, you know, you're ever watching a movie, you're seeing Stranger Things and she's eating egos and, and all this <laughs> other stuff. Right. Well, these companies are, are paying to 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 advertise a lot of times or they're paying to advertise these products. Right. And, and they're doing some sort of um, you know, collaboration with that film. And so I built a company out of sheer frustration of finding investors that I had a lot of, re- just being in advertising, I've had a lot of the relationships with some of these advertisers. And that's how I was able to greenlight some of our projects early on. And so um, being a, it was a natural fit eventually, you know, being in the industry and, and meeting a lot of people, uh, you know, the investor route is a little bit different than the advertiser route, right? Because the advertiser is looking for the attention. Right. Where where is this going to be? Is this going to elevate my brand? Is this going to make me look really good? Is it going to make my product look really good? And it's going to be in right front in, in front of the right audience. The investor is looking for a return. How many butts and seats? Right. Is this movie going to put? Well, when we're talking about theater terms, which is, you know, kind of difficult right now, the time that we live in or or Netflix, how many subscribers is this going to bring? our, our business, you know, is this going to, or is this, is this show or project going to, um, keep retention, right? There's value behind that. Gotcha. Gotcha. No, that, that makes a lot of sense. So, you know, one of the things I'm curious about is as a producer, I mean, like you said, you talked about having kind of the, the mix of, Hey, the creative and the business people, all these different roles on the team. So as a producer, is it your job to kind of manage the efforts of that collective team? Hmm. Yeah. So, so there's different types of producers. You have line producers, you have consulting producers, you have executive producers, which is what, what I usually play, play in majorly in, um, you know, you have regular producer, just producer, right? So producer is usually the one that see, they, they would be like almost a guess the, the um, equivalent of a, of an operations officer, right? The day-to-day making sure that the project gets done. An executive producer usually deals in finance and legal and, can also work on multiple projects. I work as an executive producer in development. So what I do is I get the project off the ground. And I think that for me, that feeds the entrepreneur in me, right? The the spirit of, hey, let's just create something out of nothing, right? And so a lot of times uh, a script will come to me that that I like and I think it's got potential and I'll I'll, I'll either put my own finances behind it or I'll find another investor and we'll, we'll get it off the ground. We'll develop it, we'll package it up. So essentially we'll put the right 
um, talent attached to it, right? So it's kind of like, you know, building a company, you want to get the right employees to make sure you're, you're, you know, you've got a good solid company. Same thing. If I have a strong name attached to my project, it's gonna, it's gonna, we know that people are going to watch it because we have that named actor or, or that anchor, if you will, as part of our show, which gives it more value. I can then take that package and then I can present it to, uh, to a network or distributor to, uh, to get it, to get it uh, out in the world. Gotcha. Awesome. Now, speaking of your executive producer role, you know, what are some of the projects that you've done and some of the, the productions that you, you've, you've led that people can go check out? Yeah, I, so I, I've done a lot of different types of, of productions. One of the ones that we're working on right now uh, is actually an Atlanta-based uh, production. Um, and I can, I, you know, I can kind of, I'll, I'll give you the, a little bit of the rundown. So, so it's actually based on a true story in D.C. where two ATF agents partnered with the Atlanta PD and the FBI and they had this crazy idea to infiltrate the hip hop community by creating a fake record label to bring down a drug boss named Sugar Key. And so it's entitled Government Records. And so uh, I went into development on this about a year ago. Um, we have a lot of talent attached. I've got over 22 LOIs from a lot of people in the hip hop community. Um, you know, Big Boy from Outkast is, is one of my co-executive producers. And, um, and yeah, the, it, we've been rock and rolling it ever since. And so right now we're, we're securing a showrunner and, uh, and, and getting it to network. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. And what's the name of it? Is, it, it is government records? Government records. Awesome. Awesome. So yeah, the audience will definitely have to listen up for that one. So before we wrap up, um, uh, one question, uh, one last question is, you know, as you think about kind of your journey of what you've navigated, you know, what's two pieces of advice you would share with other business owners? I, I think, well, number one, patience. So, so early entrepreneurs that start their own company, it takes a tremendous amount of patience and, and, and just, you, you just keep, keep grinding at it. Just keep, just keep pushing forward because there's always ups and downs. And one of the things you got to realize, you know, especially in, in, you know, it's difficult times right now at the, at, at the time of this recording, you know, we're talking, we're in 2021, we're recording during, during, uh, during COVID. And, and so there's a lot of businesses that are hurting out there. Um, and I also have a lot of friends that had extremely successful businesses uh, before then and, and now, obviously, you know, they, they were cut from the knees, but they have an even keel about everything because they always understand that these, these times will pass as well. So even if we're going through dark times, understand that this will pass. But even if you're doing very, very well, understand that that will pass as well, because that is the way life is. It's not always going to be horrible, horrible, horrible. And it's not always going to be perfect, perfect, perfect. Stay even keel. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Chris, thank you so much for coming on the show. Um, definitely. Hey, it's a, it's a pleasure getting uh, getting to meet. Yeah. I know the accidental meet turned into something really cool. So, yeah, it's really good meeting you. Awesome. Well, thanks for coming on the show. Thanks, Terrell. Thank you for tuning in to the Business Talk Library. If you like our content, be sure to follow us on social media. And 
if you want to see more of our exclusive content, you can subscribe and become a member on patreon.com forward slash business talk library. Hey, the business talk library is the place where business makes sense.